0: Over the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk about gender to a six-year-old who says she's been a boy since she was two and a half. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul, and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer to the question this week is about gender, and it comes from the Courage Pillar, because there are so many times... Um, in parenting, but particularly in parenting where um, our mission is to build deeper connection by talking about sensitive stuff, where um, we need to show up as a courageous leader inside our family and take initiative and meet our child in places where we never thought we would need to. So the Courage Pillar provides us with Support and information to start conversations, manage emotion around conversations, um, particularly for our child, help them feel heard and understood. Now there are twelve components to the courage pillar, and we are going to look give you have an overview of the top three today. There's there's no point being overwhelmed with information when change comes in families, not from too much from so much information, but more from taking action on information. So, what? Many parents may do when they have a situation like this is think about all the stories and all the pain and difficulty that they might have heard um, from other families who have kids who are questioning their gender, who are gender diverse in some way. and um, we'll our brain will be going to the worst case scenario because, Um, in our world. It makes sense that we would do that when our child has so graciously told us something very central and important about their life and their world. It would make sense that we would go to worst case scenario. That is how human brains are designed, that we remember negative, dangerous, things because um, our brain and our nervous system is designed to keep us safe and to keep us alive. So it makes sense that we would go to worst case scenario. Um, When you have um, an experience like this in your family, you might googling about gender and um, young kids to see what the right thing is to do. Um, You might start looking into healthcare situations and go to the sort of the far extreme of gendered, more gender interventions, um, look at all the things to do with medical and surgical stuff. And it makes sense again, because as a parent, we wanna protect our child from pain and suffering and fear and anxiety. And um, the way to do that sometimes we might think is to get a lot of information so we can work out what the best thing is to do. I've learned that when parents particularly default to that looking at all the negative things that can go wrong and feel fearful um, about them, it's a sure fire sign that the courageous tongue-tied parent effect is deeply entrenched. Um, it means that while we might, in our mind, want to build deeper connections with our children as a general rule. When the courageous tongue-tied parenting effect is in full flow, we are generally, in an instance like this, operating in fear mode. Um, And so that is the opposite or the antithesis of building connection. So building an evolved communicating family is one that is completely built on connection where connection guides our thinking and our information gathering. So the courageous tongue-tied parenting effect will lead you to feel unsupported, fearful of the future, anxious and searching for support, Um, maybe imagining that in some way your child is broken or perhaps it's a reflection on you. Uh, Maybe you're completely focused on um, making sure you do the right thing. And again, it makes sense that you would do this because every single parent that um, is acting from a place of love and compassion for their child um, will naturally try to uh, reduce the risk of suffering and pain that their child will experience. So, In this episode, let's work out how to support a six-year-old who's been telling you that she's been a boy since she was two and a half. And so you can move from being a courageous yet tongue-tied parent to building your evolved communicating family. I want to remind you before we go into these three points that every answer that um, you get on sitting in a car has connection at the center. Remember that. Right, that connection is at the centre. So um, let's focus absolutely on your child right now and uh, work out how you can support them to the best of your ability. So, point one educate yourself about things to do with gender and gender diversity. This is an opportunity to take the lead as a parent and get information about something that is very important to your child. They've come to you and told you this thing when they were very young. So I suppose in the same way that we don't expect our child to educate us about how much screen time is healthy for them or um, how many vegetables they should be eating, we will attempt to take leadership um, with our information or what we know about gender too. So there's a great Irish website called gendered.ie, so gendered. .ie, which is put together by the people, the lovely people at Belong to, who is an organization that supports um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, LGBTQ, queer, intersex, asexual young people. And so it's a great place to start to learn a bit about gender there. And so you're not asking your child, what does that mean? Why are you saying that? We don't want to um, use our child as an education tool because that's not connecting. That's something that is sort of divisive. We are absolutely taking the responsibility for our own learning and seeking out information so that we can interact with our child with some understanding. Point number two. Let's call a spade a spade. Our world is not friendly or really set up for gender diverse people. It's a struggle for them. And so um, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a culture in your family where your child feels seen and heard and understood. Now, again, when we think about ourselves and what are the things we need to do to be able to provide that, one of them would be to learn to sit with our own feelings. It is quite possible, now I don't know for sure, um, but it is quite possible that you're feeling anxious and afraid about the gender journey or the gender experience that your child will go on for their lifetime. And um, it's very difficult to show up for our child and be there for them in a connected, building and evolved family. Um, Start again. And it's very difficult to show up for our child when we are very much focused on our difficult emotions. So point number two is how do we learn to sit with difficulty and maybe complexity and suffering and hardship um, when we see it in our child? Like what skills do we need to learn for ourselves to be able to sit and support them through hard things? One of the things we learn inside the Evolve School is um, how we name emotions, name emotions for ourselves, whether they're, you know, difficult emotions or pleasurable emotions, how when we name them, that can help us manage them. So say, for example, um, I remember a good few years ago, and this is a story of me not managing emotion well. um getting a text from one of my kids who was at a disco telling me that their, some of their friends were uh, vomiting and having trouble staying upright because they drunk alcohol. And my kid was feeling very anxious. Now, I'm going to tell you what that felt like for me. I read that text and I was like, my whole body just went into sort of panic mode and fear mode and my heart raced and my mouth went dry and I, I was feeling anxious and afraid and I couldn't stop moving my body and I had to do something and I jumped in the car and I drove over to where the disco was and I was trying to work out what to do. So my brain went foggy and I wasn't able to think clearly, right? That is, that is an example of someone who um, didn't have the skills to manage complex feelings and emotions around their child managing a very complex thing, (laughs) right? And so um, I know now, because I've been doing a lot of work on that, is how to care for myself in moments where I feel like my child is under threat or I'm under threat. What are the strategies I do? And we learn heaps of strategies inside the kindness pillar of the Evolve Family Method. Things to do with our breath. And words to use um, all sorts of things There's lots of things and it takes practice and it takes time but it's a skill that we learn to care for ourselves and in the context of this question it's a skill you learn to be able to show up and care for your child which is the most important thing when it comes to connection right point number three there is a very common piece of advice that it's given to parents when it comes to having conversations about sensitive stuff. I see it all the time and it's about being led by the child. Um, You know, this idea of don't give too much information, notice what's happening with the child, maybe wait for them to ask questions. Um, In this case, it is absolutely the opposite. We are not waiting to be led by our child and here is why. People that have an experience of gender that is um, different or um, not the norm have a really difficult time living in our gendered, binary, rigid society and culture. There is a huge incidence of depression and anxiety and suicide in um, gender diverse people. So, As a parent, we have an amazing opportunity to give our child the support that they don't get from from the outside environment. So that can look like educating yourself about gender, as we've said before. But also start bringing in signs that your family and your house is a friendly place for all sorts of um, diversity and awesomeness. One of the things you could do is buy a book. I'm going to show you a particular book like this. Who are you? It's by Brooke Pesson-Wedby and it's a book about gender and it's written for very young children. A picture book, right? And it has this super duper thing in the back, which may be for slightly older children, but um, a wheel that helps work out what sort of body they have, uh, what sort of, word they use to describe their gender so in your case um, your child has very clearly told you that their gender is uh, boy so that wheel will give you a chance to find the boy and then this part of the wheel out here is about different sorts of um, things that your child likes and you know one of the one of the beliefs or the teachings that can help um us raise children who are free to express their gender in any way that feels exactly right for them. And this is not just for gender questioning, gender fluid, trans children. This is for every child because every child can feel constricted by their gender, which can be harmful and um, challenge their mental health if they feel like they can't be who they are. I mean, uh, just a basic example of that would be uh, someone who is identifies as a boy and wants to do ballet, for example, or needlepoint, or um, someone who identifies as a girl and is interested in um, geology and wants to run an opal mine, thinking about um, those outback spaces in Australia who are um, mainly male work environments, just to use as examples, right? So you are actively bringing in resources that um, allow your child to see um, themselves reflected in books and videos and different things like that. Um, You could put a rainbow sticker on your fridge. You could actively find um, not just books specifically about gender, which this one is, but storybooks that have gender-neutral or gender-diverse characters in them. And that way, your child doesn't feel alone. And um, the people, the rest of the people in your family, maybe you have other children that don't really understand what's going on, can start to see that, oh, hang on a minute, this is just not my sibling. There are lots of resources and lots of examples of um, gender being something that is not necessarily what we're assigned at birth So as a quick reminder, before we leave point three, this is not about pushing your child into a journey of gender or to make them choose something or be something. This is absolutely, though, about creating a culture where they feel permission to be who they are, that they are accepted and loved for exactly as they are. And that will go a long way to helping them uh, feel safe and accepted and connected in their family. So you've just learnt how to talk about gender with a six-year-old and um, who has said that uh, they are a boy from since they were two and a half. And, you know, the question, in the question, there is the understanding that that child was probably assigned female at birth, which means um, when they were born, the adults around in that space looked at their body and made the best guess of what Gender they were based on their physical appearance. Um, so, those three points go some way in creating a sense of the things you can do to support your child. But it's no good really unless you have um, community support and ti- the time to develop the skills of sitting with complex emotions. And um, both in yourself and in other people. And that's a sort of skill that is hard to do on our own because one of the ways our nervous system can learn to be um, to come into a state of being able to connect and learn and pay attention um, rather than be on alert for danger or fear or worry, is to be with other nervous systems who feel that same sense of calm and we're safe here. And even though we're talking about gender with a six and a half year old, it's okay that this doesn't mean that um, something is wrong. And so um, you may be interested in getting some more support to do this part of your parenting. And one of the best ways I know to do that is to get together together with um, parents who are on the same journey to build a deeper connection um, and an evolved communicating family as their children grow. The Evolve School is one place you can do that. And if you would like to learn when the Evolve School opens next, you can go to saraspralecom forward slash evolve and put your name down on the list. And that's all you have to do. I do the rest of the work. Um, so you don't miss out on the chance to find out more about that supportive, kind, compassionate community when it opens next. And that's sitting in a car for another week, where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. Damn it, hang on. So in this episode, I'm going to... No, no, no. So in this episode, let's talk about how to support... (laughs) Oops.